Okay, I'm Carol O'Shea, the, uh, the host of, of tonight's Membership Voice webinar. Um, tonight, of course, we're talking about COVID-19 and some things that you can do um, to, uh, help your, to, to help your club connect with the community and the like. And there's been a lot of demand from clubs for, for, for ideas, strategy, if you like, to use in, this, uh, uh, in these challenging times. Um, and it's, it's about my pleasure now to introduce him, just a, a little preamble first. As a digital media consultant in the non-profit community volunteer section, Evan has uh, really built his skills over the years by educating people, businesses and community groups to focus on practical use of social media. He's an accomplished public speaker. I think uh, many, of, many of us have had the pleasure of uh, hearing from Evan, um, a great trainer who gives all for Rotary. Um, and the great thing about Evan is that um, uh, he does give a hundred yeah, 150%. Just keep, just keeps going. And uh, uh, as he as he puts it, we're all we're all superheroes. So it's now my very great pleasure to introduce one of my favourite public image superheroes, Evan Burrell. Over to you, Evan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I was just going to say, Kira, we're all like the energizer button. We just keep going and going and going. Um, uh, keeping with the the you know, I can wear my. I've got my Clark Kent glasses. I've got my uh, my. My superhero cape, <laughs> um, but I will stick with it. So, uh, well, thank you very much, Caro, for the invitation, uh, and thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, I've been doing a number of these Zoom meetings in the last few weeks, and I've got quite a few uh, going forward. So, uh, it's it's quite funny. Uh, we've all been thrust, uh, whether we like it or not, into this new age of doing things. Uh, COVID-19 has really played havoc with, uh, with our way of life. And it's, it's funny that, um, uh, that, it's funny that what I found in Rotary over the years that I've been doing it, which I've been involved in now for 21 years, is that Rotarians inherently aren't big fans of change. And we talk about change fairly often in Rotary and it sends, you know, people sort of tune out. But with this uh, COVID-19 and how majority of us aren't even able to meet the venues that we meet at are closed, uh, change has been thrust upon us and we've got, uh, well, we can either embrace it or we can run away from it. And uh, when, we're, when the dust settles on all this, not to, not to just start a dampener on, on, on the presentation, but I think there will be some clubs or some Rotarians that will not come back from this, which is going to be a huge shame. So it's important for us to keep the engagement level up and offer things like Zoom and other ways of, of having meetings to, to keep uh, our members engaged and uh, motivated and, um, you know, uh, keep the information flowing about what, what our clubs are doing. And so certainly what I've been doing in, in the last little while is uh, putting out messages on my Rotarian Facebook page and about, you know, simple things, washing your hands. And uh, you may have seen a graphic that I did, um, you know, how we all need to sort of wash our hands for about 20 seconds. And you sort of match that with, um, with a song or something like that. And I, I made up a graphic there with uh, this Rotary song, um, um, God, it's such a bad song. I've even expunged it from my memory banks. Um, 
God, actually, I have. I can't remember it. But anyway, um, uh, whatever the Rotary song is, when you wash your hands for 20 seconds, and all, also did the same for the four-way test as well, you know, is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? And all that kind of thing. Um, and that's in, it's sort of, you know, for us as Rotarians, trying to keep it a little bit lighthearted, and that's what we need to do. And a lot of the messages that I've been putting out there in regards to this is, you know, keeping clubs active, putting about Zoom meetings, putting about staying connected, putting about messages that we receive from, from the government or other sorts of important uh, messages. And that's what you as Rotarians and your clubs can do is put out messages that are relevant to your audience about this, making sure that you tell people that your clubs are still meeting. And in actual fact, you might find that, uh, you may get more engagement from those in the community to actually join your meetings uh, now that you're online because in some respects there can be a little bit of that apprehension about someone coming along to your club in a normal city uh, but uh, the fact that they can do it from their comfort of their own home is a little bit just cut out there with the audio um, so for me public image is I think one of the main or the most important thing we do in Rotary. There will people who will argue with me that saying that what we do for the foundation, what we do as clubs and uh, the projects that we work on, and they are all inherently important. But for me, public image, I think, is the most important because if we didn't promote ourselves or who we are as an organisation or tell people what our ethos is, then we're not going to get people who want to join and be involved in us or with what we do. And uh, I have been banging on uh, like a drum about public image for years. And uh, things that resonated with me, as you can see, I'm a, I'm a, um, a Batman fan. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was a terrible term. Uh, Superman fan. So that's the superhero imagery um, has resonated with me as a kid. I always wanted to be Superman. I always wanted to save the world and all that kind of stuff. And when I joined uh, Rotaract and, and moved into Rotary, uh, for me, the superhero sort of um, concept uh, sort of encapsulated what we do as Rotarians. So, okay, you know, sure, we might not be superheroes going along to our club meetings and eating boring chicken, uh, but what we do in ending polio and we do projects overseas and we help change people's lives and we do all these major things. And for me, that's kind of superhero-esque. And so we kind of riffed on that idea and, uh, and I went, went off with that. And, um, you know, people feel good about themselves knowing that, you know, what they do makes a difference in people's lives. And it's even more important when it comes to things like the coronavirus where rotary clubs can be the superheroes of the community through this. So um, one of the ideas, uh, what, what I'd like you to sort of take away from this is while we're all just sitting around in, on Zoom and trying to conduct our regular normal meetings, is have a think about what we as clubs can do for those in the community who are affected by all this, and even ourselves. Uh, some clubs are sitting on oodles of cash, um, just waiting for that rainy day, and it's, abs it's absolutely bucketing down now. So I encourage you to think about it or go back to your club boards or, or your district or something and see whether organisations like Salvation Army or the Meals on Wheels or other people um, could do a little bit of cash injections to help uh, those in need, particularly the older generation uh, are, you know, some aren't able to leave their homes because of self-isolation or as we know, there's hardly anything on the shelf anymore at the supermarkets. 
and some people are doing it tough. Um, I, I just lost my job a little while ago or last week from, from, I used to work for Rotary Down Under. I did all this social media and due to sort of budgeting and all sorts of different things, uh, unfortunately, uh, that avenue's dried up for me. So there are certainly plenty of others in a worse position than I am and they, they don't have any money, they don't have any ways of being able to, um, uh, uh, to, to sort of keep, keep the wheels turning. Um, yes, of course, there's government stimulus and all the rest of that's coming through. But what I think is clubs can do is reach out to those in your community and see what the need is. There are a lot of Facebook groups that have been set up for, um, for areas where you live. Um, if you haven't joined them already, I suggest you do. So, uh, for example, I live out here in Sydney, in Riverston, and there's a sort of a three or four suburbs have got together and they've got a, a Facebook group. and There's a couple of thousand people in that group. And so I've been posting um, in that group saying that the Rotary Club of the Ponds, my club, is still um, active and uh, we're still helping out in the community. Is there anything that you need from us? Um, let us know. And so we had a couple of messages from people and uh, who were sort of interested in about what we're doing and you know, want to go from there. Um, and uh, the, main, the main takeaway from that is that the Rotary Clubs or these sort of these uh, community or um, Facebook pages, the community still uh, know that Rotary is around, Rotary is existing. And if you promote your Zoom meetings, perhaps through those uh, Facebook groups as well, you never know what kind of um, uh, hits you might get from people. And also to um, different speakers who may now be coming on board, uh, open up a bit more of a wider range to an audience which you may not have ever had in your own traditional meeting. And so you put that out there and spread that out on, on your social media channels or if you do your regular emails and those sorts of things. Encourage uh, perhaps um, a lot of kids are now learning from uh, stuck at home learning online. Some of these speakers might actually be, um, be worthwhile to, uh, to, to have them involved. But the main push that I'm trying to say is keep the public image going. Keep Rotary relevant because we may, some clubs, as I said, may not survive at the end of this. Uh, and hopefully other clubs may flourish. You know, we've embraced this Zoom technology. A lot of clubs are now going forward on this. So we've got to sort of keep pu pushing that out. So um, I keep putting out graphics and different things like that, and I have been for years. And um, in some respects, I don't know, I, I, I don't think I've been matched by anybody else in the world with the amount of uh, content and things that I've been putting out there. And I do things that for, um, you know, for clubs and for Rotarians' benefits to help populate their own Facebook page and things. And, I'm quite happy for you to take and, and steal and copy and do whatever you, you want to do with the stuff that I put out and, and just sort of get the message out there. Because it's vitally important that people know that we exist and that we can, you know, we're continuing on and we're, we're doing these great things in the world that what we do. So COVID-19 has really um, hit us all for six. Uh, home, um, a lot of us are all getting onto those jobs that we have always put on the back burner. Um, and so now is, uh, is no better time than now to sort of take heed and take stock of what your club actually does. Uh, the, the, perhaps it's a nice time for you to review some of your long-term projects to see whether or not they're worth bringing back in, when all this is over. Uh, it's a good idea to sort of start looking at your websites and different other things and sort of tidy a few things up. Or perhaps you might have a little Zoom meeting with a few people uh, from your club and have a little social media committee or a, or a 
website committee and sort of start um, start taking some time to uh, to give your website a, sp a spruce up. So making sure that you use the, um, you know, making sure that you've got the proper uh, rotary logo, um, different things, update the club's details because you know, people might want to get in contact with you more so than ever now and go through your Facebook pages. And um, one thing that I, I spoke at my club about on the meeting on Sunday was you may have heard about the um, Great Australian Bear Hunt, which is people are putting teddy bears and other sorts of soft toy plush toys in their windows for as a bit of a morale boost for the kids. And so you know, kids are sort of walking around the street with their parents or you know, getting out for exercising. They see the, the little teddy bears. And um, so I got my club members to sort of take photographs of their own how, you know, front houses or windows with the teddies and I'm going to put that all as a collage and I'll put that up on our Facebook page you know to sort of say the, uh, the Rotary Club of the Ponds is taking part in the Great Australian Bear Hunt I'd love to see those out in the community take part and uh, it's just a sort of fun way to sort of uh, you know, a bit of a, a current internet trend for us to sort of uh, jump on the back of and and uh, it's it's a good little fun thing to do. Um, some other ideas is perhaps uh, you know, if you're if you're that if you're way that way inclined, um, or your club president could film a video about them washing their hands or something as a reminder to members. Um, there's a there's a multitude of ideas that we could sort of have going forward, and and I think this is where the the sort of brainstorming from meetings like this happens is where people can think about these things and put them into practice because if we just get on our hands, we're going to run out of ideas fairly quickly with all this. So. Um, that's kind of my little preamble for um, our sort of initial discussion. Covered a few little topics there, and I'd, I'd like to hear Caro if you have some questions or some other questions, anything specific that that I can answer for you in regards to what we're doing in regards to COVID nineteen or anything in particular. I'm very happy to to answer some questions and we have a bit of a a, a Q and A type of dialogue. Fantastic. Thank you, Evan. Uh, the, the the chat has been has been very lively. Uh, I did get a, I did get a few questions in advance, as you're aware. We, we discussed yep. that, so yep. uh, we might start with those. And uh, sure. as I just reminded everyone, um, pop your questions in the chat, please. Uh, it's tidier that way. We don't sort of we, we we don't we have less of a preamble, and we'll be able to get through more questions. Okay, question. First question. It's it's a care and concern. I think for you as a as a person, Evan, which is wonderful. Are you staying safe and, and following social distance measures and maybe working from home as much as possible? Um, I'm a hugger. I love giving people hugs. I'm a touchy-feely guy. So um, it's hard. It's hard. Okay. Um, but also in my job, uh, some of you may not know that... Um, uh, yeah, I can, that's not, I'm getting some messages about hugging some others. I have, always have to give people hugs. Um, that uh, I don't actually work for Rotary. Um, uh, I did for Rotary Down Under, just doing a little bit of their thing, but uh, people think that this is a full-time job. What I actually do is I'm a bus driver, believe it or not. Um, I'm also an actor as well, and, and I have a few other different things. And you need to, to live in Sydney, you need to have about 30 jobs. But my main job is, is uh, um, a bus driver. So as you can uh, sort of, you know, it can be a little bit um, 
well, it makes me a little bit anxious to be, to be honest, because we're still deemed as an essential service and thankfully I still have my job. Um, you know, it's, and I work nights as well. So you never really know whoever's, who's going to get on your bus at the best of times, but particularly through this, it's always just a little bit of, you know, um, anxious, makes me a little bit anxious. So, uh, but you know, the wheels keep turning on the bus and uh, I'm doing my best. I've got a little mask and wear gloves and, sort of take care of a lot of uh, uh, you know, hygiene and that sort of stuff. So in answer to the question, yes, I'm, I'm doing well. My family is doing well. Um, I, I've chosen not to see my parents for, for a little while. My dad's 80 and, and uh, you know, they're sort of susceptible. So it's a bit tough in that respect. And um, uh, But other than that, I'm, I'm sort of doing okay. And I can't really work from home driving a bus, uh, but, you know, I'm keeping myself positive, trying to make others positive for things that are doing with social media. So. Okay. Next question, Evan. Thank you for that. Uh, as we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused the cancellation of uh, you know, pretty much all of our face-to-face you know, -face program. Um, and this is obviously having a jarring effect on a lot of organisations. Many are, are coping with it okay. But do you have any, um, any, any sort of special recommendations, I suppose, in this, this part, in terms of how we can translate those sort of on-the-ground, hands-on, face-to-face things into the, uh, uh, into the online space? Well, that is a tough question. That really is. Um, yes, it's going to be hard for us because uh, a lot of clubs rely on some of the... Uh, old uh, tried and true ways to generating funds, the Bunnings barbecue sausages, the book fairs, the, uh, the market stalls, um, all sorts of these different things. And, and we're just not really in a position to be able to do them anymore. So how we translate that online? Well, now is the time where um, the old saying goes, well, we tried that once and it didn't work, so we're never going to do it again. Well, we're now in a position that uh, really we could try absolutely anything and see what sticks. So things like the GoFundMe or you saw with the recent bushfire crisis where we, the, uh, the, the Australian comedian, I just, uh, something Barbara, I just forgot her name. Anyway, she raised $50 million. So she definitely uh, tapped into some uh, good public response and got some good online uh, through that. Anything specific? Look, Caro, um, I don't. It's a, it's a hard, that is a really, really hard question. And it's something that I'm pondering. And I know plenty of other clubs are in the same situation. Uh, all I can sort of suggest is that we have to think of ways of um, reviewing our, um, our past events and seeing what, what is able to be translated into an online uh, setting. Uh, and also whether some of these projects can come back or take the opportunity as we are now is uh, coming up with some fresh and new ideas to relaunch or launch something brand new. Uh, but look, that is a tough question. And um, yeah, look, I just don't have any specific answer for that. It's, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. Mm. Thank you, Evan. Um, this, this um, next one, I think, sort of touches the heart a bit. Um, clubs are wanting to check in on friends, members and vulnerable people. And I mean, we've, we all know, uh, uh, we all know 
older folk, you know, friends, family and the like. And of course, uh, there are a lot of people in the community with compromise who are younger, but have uh, compromised immune and health and uh, uh, respiration. And the like. Clubs are wanting to check in on friends and, and the like, whilst, while staying safe and compliant with the law. Innovative ideas there. Well, I think we could have, um, uh, I think Zoom and video conferencing is certainly going to be that way forward. Um, and uh, we could have uh, um, online dinner parties. Um, most of us have eaten so much chicken in our lives, perhaps we could even do a Zoom meeting specifically related to what chicken recipes we could give each other. Um, we could use Facebook Live for, uh, for different things. Um, you know, we really can try all sorts of different stuff. Um, having birthdays and things like that online. Um, you know, just, but even just also, you know, besides just online stuff, it's just a simple um, act of actually calling somebody up and having a phone conversation with people, which is, which is good too. Um, perhaps sending your friends or family emails, uh, seeing if anybody needs anything. Uh, as we all know, everybody's running very short on toilet paper. So if you're one of those people that's got about 30,000 rolls in your garage, uh, maybe you can let some of those toilet rolls go and see if some members in your club or your friends and family are, are doing it tough and need some of those things. Um, and uh, it's also too, it's, it's, it's having a, um, uh, an opportunity for us with some of these video conferences to have a safe space for people to feel, um, you know, that we're still thought of and that, you know, people are still thinking about us. Um, you know, the sort of, uh, um, the, the, you know, the care of others is, is intrinsic to who we are as Rotarians. And I spoke about it at, at, at the, my little Zoom meeting I had last year, uh, sorry, last week uh, at South Bank, uh, was sort of the welfare officer of the club is, is, you know, making sure and checking that everybody is doing okay and what's happening and, you know, what's going on, do we need anything and uh, all that sort of stuff. And um, the other thing is too, Caro, is that we can also engage some of our Rotaractors or Interactors and younger uh, members of the, the Rotary family to perhaps even put on some Zoom training if, if they think we need it or have some sort of dialogues. Um, the other thing too, Caro, this is more specifically for members and rather than families and friends, is that seeing how a vast majority uh, of clubs are now meeting on Zoom, Think about reaching out to some clubs um, in another country and seeing whether you can sort of tee up um, the two clubs to have a, a combined Zoom meeting together. Uh, I think that would work really well. Um, and also, like as what we're doing tonight, we've opened up your Zoom meeting up and we've got some people from overseas and other places around Australia as well joining. But more specifically, uh, a lot of us are all connected on social media and uh, particularly um, some of those past governors or, or incoming governors have made friends and connections with, with people from, uh, from other countries and maybe reach out to them and have some combined, uh, combined rotary meetings. Um, but there's an amazing amount of sort of new ideas and new ways of going forward. I think we just have to lift our level of engagement up and, um, you know, get connected with people. And one last thing, and to answer that question, is my, my mum, for example, they, she does a book club every week. So she's uh, got all the girls on um, book club on Zoom, and they're all sort of learning it. And uh, so they, you know, they show the... Everyone else is exactly there, but... <laughs> a, a, random, a random book. Um, 
Oh, here we go, Batman book. So, you know, they're showing what books they're reading today and uh, they're talking a little bit about that. And they're, they're, um, they're connecting with, with oh, I've got a golden ticket. Um, they're connecting with Zoom. So, uh, you know, it doesn't have to just be what, what we do on Rotary. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could join different Zoom meetings or different online things every single day if, you, if you're really racking your brain and you're bored. Um, but the main point is it's just making more of an extra effort to reach out to people and engage with them and seeing you know, what's actually going on and if they need anything, if they need help, if they just need somebody to talk to, do they need, you know, do they need help uh, calling uh, um, to get some further assistance through people or all sorts of different, different things. Thanks, Evan. Uh, we have plenty more questions here because a number of these, uh, a number of the comments that have come through sort of lend themselves to that. Um, one from David, um, and David refers to the COVID terminology, with it, which is uh, about flattening the curve, uh, re uh, reducing risk and the like. Our risk, one of our risks here, as you touched on earlier on, is about uh, um, engaging members, retaining members, and uh, avoiding a, a, a massive member bleed in, uh, in June. Um, so... Uh, more than two people in one place is illegal, so uh, the face-to-face -face option is effectively off the table. Um, what sort of innovative things could we do, perhaps, um, to, to bring the at-risk membership group into the tent so that they feel that they're getting value and they're being cared for in Rotary? Oh, that is a really hard question, uh, because as you and I both know, uh, engaging and, and retaining and, and keeping those members active at the best of times is, is, is particularly difficult. And so that's now made even harder nowadays. Um, as I sort of, it sort of refers back to the, the, the previous question there is, you know, um, is sort of keeping those options available for those members to stay engaged in some way, shape or form. Now, as we know, you can't have uh, two people, you know, with sort of a band of more than two people congregating or uh, I was going to sort of suggest perhaps one of the members could uh, could visit another member at their home and sort of help them with Zoom. But again, I don't know, you know, um, soon the way it's all going is when it's going to be illegal to pick our nose or something. So I, I really, really don't know about that. Um, again, again, these are some really tough questions and, and we have to take stock on, you know, some... Caro are, are you know looking uh, for an excuse just really to 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 leave Rotary. Perhaps they've done thirty or forty years, and now it's the perfect opportunity to let them go. And in some respects, if that's the way it goes, then there's not much we can do about it. But the ones that are wanting to stay engaged, the ones that are active on uh, on Zoom, the ones that are sort of embracing this new way of doing things, we just have to give them more options about you know what's what's going to be in value for them and yes of course when it comes around the time in june where the club treasurer is going to be asking everybody to pay dues there's going to be some tough talk about that you know um and perhaps your club or the districts or even runner international perhaps can think about ways of uh of figuring out that particular tough tough topic um but um Engagement is, 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 is the huge um, stumbling block. 
we need to keep our members going. We need to keep them engaged. We need to keep them informed, which is what uh, I think social media and certainly those sorts of things is the best the best way going forward with that. And uh, we need to be a little bit smarter in how we sort of do these things. And I think um, all the, you know, all the cards are on the table now. You know, there's, there should be no more sort of, you know, the protocols of, you know, a lot of clubs do toasting the queen and uh, and and and, and uh, singing anthems and other different rituals, which some clubs do. We can't necessarily do that uh, nowadays. So I think this is a total new uh, way of actually one the clubs that stuff come back is taking stock about how things are actually done. And I know more of an engagement thing, which. Um, some club members aren't the biggest fan of is, you know, a lot of people drive to different meetings or they attend district things or this sort of stuff is that I think we'll find more and more often is that zoom is going to be used to replace some of these um, sort of been a little bit unnecessary or could have been done real quick on online rather than having to, to come face to face. And, and I think, you know, life is never going to go back to the way it was. It's always going to be interesting now watching uh, what actually comes from all this, and I know you touched, you just talked upon it before about sort of conferences and conventions. And, um, you know, for me, 2020 hasn't been the great start because uh, I'm, I was supposed to go to America next year. Oh, sorry, next month. Uh, I was going to be in Canada and speaking at a conference and flying to Seattle and then Ohio at a conference there and then back up into um, back up into Toronto. And then in June was going to be the uh, Hawaiian uh, convention and I've got you know the I even had my Hawaiian rotary shirt um, and that's all that's all now gone and uh, that's left a for a rotary tragic like me that's left a huge big hole um, because I you know love all that kind of stuff and you know I need I think it, we need to sort of acknowledge that some of the uh, people who've been putting on these events have spent so much of their time and for something to be taken away and and it's left a, a financial hole in, in a lot of our clubs and districts and certainly Rotary International it has and um, you know not just to, to dwell so much on the sadness of, of, of it but we need to embrace this sort of um, again this new way of doing things of going forward with it all and um, very sort of sorry to really answer a very long answer to such a short question, but um, we all need to put our heads together in ways of how we can engage others and perhaps also to uh, some of the Rotary Fellowships might actually be able to um, to jump in and, and fill that sort of little niche. I know, for example, the Beer Fellowship or the Whiskey Fellowship or the Wine Fellowship or even the Fellowship that I'm not involved in, the Pin Fellowship. Uh, these are sorts of opportunities which, uh, you know, you could set up Zoom meetings to try different whiskies for people or, I mean, I don't know how that would work um, all around the world. I don't know, you'd have to be pretty keen to be drinking whiskey at six o'clock in the morning if you're in Australia or, or whatever time, but uh, maybe, maybe any time's a good time for whiskey. But, you know, it's just coming up with these sorts of ways and reaching out to some fellowships or reaching out of ways to, to uh, see some other speakers that would be willing to do online Zoom meetings as well. But it's, it's um, presenting that information out there. It's getting that information out on social media, emails, newsletters, whatever way you normally communicate with people. And it's about being organised and uh, sticking to the, to the structure of having these, uh, these regular meetings and then encouraging those people to get involved with it. So... Thank you, Evan. 
Um, I'm going to jump to a question from Michelle here, uh, because I think that um, there's, there are opportunities, or there are big opportunities in terms of, um, if, if you like, um, crossing our traditional communications methods with our new ones. Michelle writes, um, I also write the newsletter and have asked members to submit photos, videos of what they're up to, share their hobbies, etc., and add to the newsletter each week. My question, based on what based on Michelle's statement, is how do you see us being able to use traditional things like bulletins and newsletters to engage people in in uh, Zoom and other and other online meetings and the like? Um. I read Michelle's newsletter, so I'm, I, um, it is a pretty good one. Um, the thing is, too, though, is that uh, you've got to sometimes wonder about how many of their newsletters and things like that actually get read. Uh, I've always thought about that with RDU. You know, the magazine hits everybody's mailbox and how, how much of it actually stays in the plastic or ends up in the recycling bin. So sometimes all that work and effort, you don't know what, what the sort of the take-up of that is. Um, I still think it's incredibly important to put that stuff out there. And the biggest challenge that I certainly have as a uh, content creator, if that's what I want to call myself, or certainly others, uh, in, others in the same situation, is trying to find content that's interesting, that people want to engage with. Um, you know, you, you're some who follow me on social media, you'll see, you know, sometimes I talk about serious stuff. Sometimes I talk about stuff that's happening with me. Sometimes I'll just post funny memes and other things which people can relate to. Um, it's sort of, you know, I do these things for my own self rather than for, for the benefit of others because I sort of enjoy it. So as far as newsletters and, and emails and those sorts of things concerned, you've got to wonder or really know, you know, how, how many people are actually engaging with that. What I do think, though, is I would be, I would asking, you know, you all to perhaps focus a bit more on your social media delivery, what sort of things you're putting out on that. Uh, because you know, for example, you if you run a Facebook page, you can see what the analytics are. You can see how many people are actually getting engaged, or who's clicking on it, or who's doing these sorts of doing what you know what there and everything else uh, with the content you put out. But this COVID nineteen is no reason for us to stop what we've been doing. Okay, we can't meet at the local bowling club and eat chicken, but we're now meeting online. But we've still got to do things. We've still got to put out newsletters. We've still got to put out stuff that goes out on social media. Um, but this has given us now a bit more of an opportunity to sort of share a bit more of the content that's out there because a lot more is. And I think there'll be a lot more Rotarians who would probably normally just go to their own club and that's the amount as much Rotary involvement as, as they get. But now with the so many different options of, of Zoom meetings around the world, people are actually taking um, and getting involved in that and wanting to see more. So things like that in, I know Mel Pilkington out there in Western Australia has put something on my uh, graphics group uh, yesterday, uh, a bit of a, a hub for all clubs that are having their Zoom meetings. So that and encouraging any Rotarians to join from any part of the world to join those meetings. And I think that's a great initiative from her uh, to do and her graphic using Canva was awesome. Um, so perhaps uh, for your newsletter, maybe uh, think about uh, getting some details for an upcoming Zoom meeting from another club from another area. Put that on your newsletter or put that on your Facebook page or something else like that and encourage those um, members to... Uh, to, to join those meetings or to participate and keep that sort of engagement flowing. Thanks, Evan. Um, 
there's another aspect of this that uh, I think uh, we, it's perhaps obvious, but we might, we might be overlooking it a bit. And it's one from, it's an observation that Narelle made that you might like to comment on. Mm. There are a lot of school children that now will have to have lessons online, but do not have the technology at home. Um, is this perhaps an area of need that uh, Rotary Clubs could assist with? Oh, yeah, most certainly. Uh, most certainly, I think. Um, as I said earlier in the presentation, um, there are some clubs sitting on oodles and oodles and oodles of cash uh, just waiting for that rainy day. And, uh, you know, today it's absolutely raining, bucketing down. So, uh, again, it's, it's using your contacts through your club and within the local community. So there could be some people or some kids who are doing it tough who don't have the latest uh, iPhones and iPads and other different school equipment to do things online or even in some respects a, a good internet connection and rotary clubs you know are certainly at the forefront of being able to offer some assistance to do that uh, maybe your club has a club member who's technical technically savvy or or involved in sort of a computer stores or other different bits and pieces perhaps your club uh, could have a, a, a quick little grant program set up to allocate on a needs basis uh, some, some short-term money to purchase some of these equipment. Perhaps, um, you know, your clubs could go to places like Harvey Normans or other places and purchase uh, through gift vouchers or through um, other sorts of means of, um, you know, $100 gift vouchers or $500 gift vouchers and perhaps reach out to, uh, before they all close, uh, the schools and the principals and that and see whether or not any of the uh, the kids or the families could do with some of these uh, these vouchers or something to purchase uh, technology equipment to keep their kids um, um, online and learning. Um, what we what we need to avoid though is is um, having the kids just hang around on Fortnite and all this other kind of stuff, thinking it's an extended holiday, because um, you know that that uh, the way this is going, it might keep going into June, July, and, and, and forward. So um, I think. Again, I think we could reach out to the schools um, or some of the people PNC perhaps and see what sort of uh, technology or what sort of other ways our clubs could help, uh, particularly those um, less fortunate than we are. Thanks, Evan. Um, going to jump to uh, a question from uh, Tristan from Rotary of Elizabeth Key, uh, one, of, one of the innovative clubs in Perth. And Tristan, uh, Tristan would like to know your view on uh, what might be the best official way of sharing best practices of doing innovative Rotary service activities so we can all learn from each other. Well, I'm not the biggest fan of official <laughs> officialness because I, 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 uh, I do things, a lot of things unofficially. Um, I'm not, I'm not exactly, uh, sort of, uh, maybe you and I can answer that question ourselves, uh, like together, Caro. Uh, you mean like a, uh, uh, I mean, I know uh, Rotary Australia is a, is a bit of an entity or, or is the question you're asking in regards to things like Rotary International or, or I, I, maybe can you tease the question out a bit for me there? Caro? Well, I think this is one of those, one of the, what Tristan's looking for here um, is a, a channel a little bit like Mel's uh, Mel Pilkington's uh, innovation with the uh, setting up the list of, the, of all these new online meetings. Um, I think Tristan is looking for a bit of uh, um, a bit of inspiration in terms of maybe even creating a new channel because we have lots of information flying around in Rotary, but and some of the and, and the Rotary International stuff always picks up some of the good things that are happening. 
Um, I, I suppose uh, what Tristan is looking at is what's the optimal way of uh, of sort of having a space where we can where we can grab these best practices. I mean, I could nominate membership voices as one of the options there, but uh, yeah. we don't want to limit these things. Well, yeah, uh, Kerrisburg is spot on. Yeah, so in, in that regard, um, every yeah, Kerrisburg is spot on. Something, something official. Yeah, just anything that we're keeping the audience muted, mate. So if you could communicate via the uh, via the chat box, that would be. Great. Oh, certainly. Yeah, sorry, Kerr. Yep. Thanks. All right. Um, well, it's Tristan to answer that. So um, let's remove the official part from it. Let's just take the official part out. I think the I think the, the the time is ripe, and maybe that's something I might do after this meeting. But I think setting up, I mean, yeah, I know, you know, another set up another Facebook group. Gosh, we're, I mean, I'm in about a hundred, but um, we could set up a Facebook group uh, specifically for you know, um, and it would have to be Rotary Club members because you can't use Rotary International anymore. But it would, it would be like Rotary Club members, um, video conferencing best practice group or Zoom group or something along those lines. And maybe um, sharing, uh, uh, I know I saw uh, from you, Caro, from, from our friends at the Lions, how to conduct Zoom meetings. And I think uh, my friend Les Walsh sent me something along those lines as well. But maybe... Um, maybe a sort of a, a Facebook, a dedicated Rotary Facebook group for this would be good. Maybe uh, with some tutorials about how to conduct Zoom or Skype or, or a go-to meetings or anything like that. The etiquette and best practices for, you know, if you want to talk, I know how you're running it with the chat box, but other people put their hand up to talk and all this other kind of thing. Um, uh, I don't think Rotary International will do anything uh, uh, specifically official um and i'm not you know i i get away with quite a lot of stuff uh officially or non-officially so um sometimes i think we need to sort of take it over ourselves because i think if we wait for others to get around to it you know by the time they do the crisis might be over so you know maybe this is a a um uh, if you're so way inclined tristan perhaps even set something up for yourself and others to participate in that and then you know happy to be involved or share it or, or, or I can work with you directly to do these sorts of things but um, you know there's, there's certainly an area that's ripe for picking for us to sort of fill into that little niche and uh, uh, it's just a way of sort of getting around to it. Yeah thanks Evan it sounds like there's an, there's an opportunity in all this to set up a, a group alongside alongside the membership voice page so uh, maybe that would be another opportunity too because we do need to catch these to catch these things because there's a lot of good stuff happening out there um, the next one is actually coming from uh, um, from Les up on the Sunshine Coast um, and this is possibly a bit of reiteration, but I reckon it's something that we're all concerned about because there's, a, there's bloodletting. Uh, if we don't get this right, there's gonna be some bloodletting. How do you, and I'll, and I'll cut out the, uh, the lead in here, how do you encourage members to participate in, in club Zoom meetings? Um, well, really there's no other options. Uh, you know, they can't go down to the pub anymore and meet. Or, or the bowling club, or, or wherever else you guys sort of sort of meet. Um, so it, you know, it's it, 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 we're sort of at a precipice. They either 
they either stay engaged if they're so way inclined and, and, and attempt to join us on Zoom and attempt to kind of have, uh, you know, a kind of a normal meeting or, or um, you know, they sit it out. And I know there's some clubs out there that, that are just taking a hiatus for a while. And I think you'll find that once people start getting used to not actually having to attend each week or each whatever it is, um, I think you'll find it's going to be a lot harder to engage those members uh, back into the organisation once they've sort of, you know, um, haven't sort of participated. Um, I, I think, I think it, see, it sort of goes down to a value proposition, how the members actually value Rotary, value their own membership and value their own club uh, for them to stay active and engaged because, you know, People and certainly members of your own club are offering this new way of being able to stay connected by offering a video Zoom meeting or whatever the way you want to do it. Um, and it's up to those members who, who feel passionate about it that they should um, should join on board. Um, uh, to sort of thing pop up from Les, there should be no reason why you know some of your meetings can't have 100% attendance. Uh, and I think that's really true. Uh, there shouldn't be any real reason why. Um, why you you know your members can't join some of the Zoom meetings? I mean, you know, Dancing with the Stars has just finished, and we might still have Married with First Sight, and you can always go back and rewatch an episode on Netflix. So, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's all it's all boils down to the individual members' um, own reasons for why they're in Rotary, what they're wanting to get out of Rotary, and how much they actually want to stay engaged and be passionate. But that should, just because some members might not join or might not be engaged, it doesn't mean that that uh, you have to give in and throw your hands up in there and say, oh gosh, it's just not worth it anymore. Um, I mean, just look at me with the amount of stuff that I put out there on social media. Um, there's many a times where I've been frustrated and um, throwing my hands up and uh you know like you know you get praise from one end and criticism from the other end and you know you just sort of I just keep rolling with it just roll with the punches and keep moving it on whether something works or not i just keep keep going forward and that's what you have to do is um with your clubs is send out the emails send out the personal calls encourage those people um perhaps figure out a way if some um are very apprehensive about getting online or getting on zoom uh, ways of being able to encourage that. As I said, I'm not sure in regards to all the sort of quarantines and whether or not it's, it actually takes you to go to somebody's house to help them. Um, also, perhaps talk about it uh, through an email in case some of those members actually need um, uh, um, technology updates, whether they need a new computer or whether they need to buy a webcam or work out what kind of costs may be involved for some of these uh, these people who've never really had much experience with that before. But the main thing is just to keep going forward with it, just keep pushing the engagement, keep putting stuff out there on social media, keep the, the emails and keep the conversations going about what's happening in the club. And one thing that my club does is we've got a, a WhatsApp group uh, and all our members are on that. And so you know, WhatsApp is a messaging a messaging app service. So we utilise that quite often as well. So it's a good way of us staying connected. And we've got our own private Facebook uh, group as well, just for our members. And uh, But the thing is, is you've got to keep the conversation going. You've got to keep the communication up. And hopefully from the engagement will flow. Thanks, Evan. Um, I'm just, just mindful of the time here. Uh, we've, we've been going for... Uh, 50 minutes now, so I think it's uh, I think it's appropriate to uh, have perhaps um, 
a couple more questions and I and I'm looking at two good ones uh, two, two good observations here from uh, um, Becky and one from Graham so go with Graham's first and Graham's talking about about Rotary crowdfunding uh, meals for frontline health personnel um, as a way of uh, as a, a means of supporting of supporting and uh, um, and rewarding people for a uh, for a job well done um, what do you what do you think of that Oh, I think that idea is, uh, that idea is great. Um, again, it would it would just have to be about how it's actually implemented uh, yeah. or how it's delivered. So, uh, would you you know would you take food to the hospitals for those people, or you know how how would that information come across? Like, how would you know that the doctors, nurses, and other frontline medical staff or essential staff or essential workers? Uh, get that kind of you know the delivery of that. I think setting up a GoFundMe or, or might not necessarily be GoFundMe, but another online funding uh, website um, is worthwhile. And again, it's all it all depends on how it's promoted. Uh, no one's going to know about it unless you talk about it, which is why I say about Rotary all the time. No one's going to know about us unless we start putting it out there. You know, spend too long hiding ourselves under a bushel. But with that idea, I think that idea has some great merit. I think uh, you just need to work out the logistics of once you have the money or whatever that you're trying to achieve, how it's actually going to be delivered into, because um, ultimately you're raising funds to get some food or something into the hands of the people that actually need it. So you need to sort of connect those dots on how, you know, A, B, C are actually going to work together. And I think that idea sounds awesome. Thank you, Evan. Thank you. Um, Becky uh, has, uh, has raised one of the things that Rotaract is doing uh, globally at the moment, as I understand it, and certainly uh, Adelaide, uh, Adelaide Uni Rotaract have been right into this with their, uh, uh, with one of, one of their cooking classes that they, that they have on uh, uh, next week. But what Becky's saying is what, one of the things Rotaract is doing at the moment is spending time ensuring that we can provide places online for our members to come together and chat almost 24-7, this connection during uh, times of isolation and the like. And we're trying to create a safe environment where we have fun together. And she observes we're doing online parties, quizzes, cooking classes, as in the Adelaide, Adelaide Uni uh, Club, language exchanges, playing games, as well as salsa and Zumba classes. So Rotaract are doing everything, as is, as is not surprising with Rotaract. Um, Evan, that's Rotaract. Um, and, I, and, I, uh, and, I, and I thank Becky for, uh, for sharing that with us. How could you take that into a, a broader Rotary context? Okay, that's a great question. So, and that's that's two, there's two different things that I want to unpack there. So, for me personally, I was in Rotaract for 12 years. Joined at 18, left at 30. And for me, Rotaract, all my friends were Rotaract. It was a big friendship group. When I joined Rotary, it was a bit of a shock to the system because Rotary is somewhat of an acquaintance group. So, we know some, we know people, but we're not necessarily friends with each other. While in Rotaract, in your club, everybody's friends, they're hanging out at cheap people's homes and that other kind of thing. Now that we've been thrown into this isolation period and clubs have closed down or we're doing Zooms or different things like that, now more than ever, I think it's time for our members to come together as, as a friendship group or as a you know, family unit. And when I, as I spoke about a bit earlier, um, it's offering those sorts of different things than what we normally would do as at a club meeting. So, you know, uh, and, and, and trust Rotaract and Rotaract is to come up with these fantastic ideas. Um, you know, Rotaract really is the future of Rotary. And, um, 
you know, I like, I, I don't know, I'm just like, I'd love to see a district governor who's like 22 years old, perhaps like that, because some of the ideas are so fresh. Um, but, you know, join, join what they're doing. You know, Zumba classes or offering different things like that. It's just trying to break the boredom cycle up and it's trying to sort of give um, your own members a reason for staying in your club for the fun things that you're doing. I mean, uh, for example, Rotarians love wine. I know there's, I can see a gentleman there, David, David from Sunrise Club. He's looks like he's already polished off two bottles already. Um, <laughs> oh, just one. Um, but, uh, you know, um, have a, like a wine night. And guys all jump. I mean, I don't know how well that would, would go if you all jump on a club with one glass and by the end of the meeting, <laughs> you've all finished three bottles. So it might be worth, might be an interesting meeting to watch back on reflection. But, um, you know, offer different things that, that you're doing. You know, the world is your oyster now with the Rotary Club. So you don't have to uh, conduct your meetings like you did um, your traditional ones. You don't, you know, for some of those clubs that ding the bells and sergeant sessions and toast the queen, this and this and all of that sort of stuff. You know, this is a whole new way of doing things. And so, um, you know, for one of your meetings one week, maybe you, know, you might not have a huge amount of rotary stuff to talk about, but it could be a wine night. It could be a, um, you know, as I said, a, you know, whiskey, or it could be, you know, perhaps one of your members, uh, you know, goes through and uh, uh, cooks uh, one of their recipes or something like that. And they, if they can figure it out, position the camera so that they, you watch people cook a recipe and people follow on from home or join in with what some of the rotary actors are doing. Um, uh, and not necessarily just with Rotary. I mean, there are, there are multiple uh, organisations out there now who are, who are sorry, no, are people who are doing all sorts of different things that you can jump in on Zoom. Um, so it's, you know, as I said, the world's your oyster now with what we do, and it's just keeping it fun, which I think is the main thing. And that should be the main focus on our, on our very being as Rotarians, you know, is it fun? Because... Um, you know, I've, you know, there's been some meetings where I've gone to which haven't been the, the fun. And, you know, we've got to really think uh, firmly and hard about that on how we can sort of bring fun uh, back into our organisation at the, at the best of times, let alone now, but especially now because we're asking people to stay engaged and invite them into our homes and all the rest of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Now, Carol, I'm, no one's asked me about the Superman stuff yet, so I'm really upset. About well, that. okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Dorothy Dick's question: Are we ready? You know, drum roll. Da 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 da. Evan, can you tell us about that Superman thing behind you there, mate? Oh, look, we don't think we've got time for that now. No, <laughs> um, uh, I actually to show you. So, um, uh, as you all know, uh, like you can see from the shirt, so big Superman fan. I've uh, been been collecting uh, Superman stuff since uh, about 1987 when I first saw Superman 4. I was about six, uh, six years old and I've been, um, I've been a, a sort of Superman fan ever since. So, um, so this is my task to you. If you guys are ever out and about at, a, at an op shop or shopping or, oh, Superman stuff, geez, I wonder if Evan's got that. I mean, he, he, I, I, if you can see all that, uh, I probably do. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a it's quite a uh, it's quite an expensive um, expensive hobby, but it just shows you that I'm not just interested in Rotary International, even though that plays a huge part of my life. Um, sometimes a little bit too much, to be perfectly honest. But I do have other interests outside of outside of Rotary, and uh, and as you can see, this is probably the reason why I kind of went along with the whole 
rotary Superman superhero stuff, which, uh, you know, it's kind of, um, uh, uh, I suppose, um, maybe recognisable around the rotary world as sort of the rotary superhero, much, much to the, uh, much to the annoyance of, uh, of those, uh, of those in the, uh, headquarters and other places as well. But anyway, it's, it's all fun. Recognisable. <laughs> yep. Um, just a couple more here. I think I need to, uh, um, and this is more of a, more of a, perhaps an observation. Becky said, reach out, uh, in her, uh, in her follow up, uh, uh, in her follow up comment. So there's one for everyone. Reach out to, uh, this Rotaract online opportunity. You've got a wonderful opportunity to uh, make new friends, connect big time. But one, I, one last, one last uh, thing that I do want to mention here, Evan, before we close up. Um, Graham has made an observation that uh, make it easy for our members to join a Zoom club meeting. We have a link on our website. All they've got to do is click on it and they're in. Um, what, would you, what would you say about um, ease of access like that? Okay, the only thing with that is though is that the sometimes the link can change from week to week. So you 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 remembering if you set up a new Zoom meeting for this week and then you do it again next week, um, the link might uh, the link might change for the following week. So unless you've got a real uh, canny website guy who can update that all the time, I would I would uh, think that whoever's the main organizer of the Zoom meetings each week would be the one who would be best to send an actual email out. Um, to all the club members and then uh, the club members can just click that email link and then they'll take them to the new zoom meeting rather than have something up on on their website but in saying that um if you if you wanted to promote and 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 perhaps encourage others from outside your club to join your meetings then yeah put that up on your website or put that up on your facebook page i would sort of lean towards more facebook page than your actual website but uh, the main thing is making sure that all your club members um get an email uh with the, with the, uh, the zoom meeting or go to meeting or skype or whatever particular uh, platform or program that uh, that you want to use uh but um, the main thing is, is making sure that those members have that information and perhaps think about, um, uh, you know, if, uh, um, linking with some of these tutorial videos that are, that are being produced on, on um, certainly the main Zoom website or YouTube as well. Um, and, you know, you can, you can put it through there. I just saw another message saying it, the links can stay uh, consistent. I, I didn't realise that. So, yeah, okay, if that's the case, then, yeah, you can put it up on the website or whatever. You need to do it. Just the media is recurring. Yeah. Okay, just be, just be sure that everything is, is set up there, there properly. Um, and I suppose this is one of the last thing I just wanted to say. If those of you who don't follow me on social media, um, by all means, hit me up on my Facebook page. It's um, Evan Burrell Rotarian. And, uh, you know, anything that I've produced now going forward or anything that I've done over the last five or so years, um, you, by all means, you're very welcome to repurpose or reuse share or copy or or um or take the stuff that i've done if, if it resonates with you or if it thinks it can uh, can can help spread the message about you and your club or rotary in general you're, you're very welcome to use it so I, i'm offering that to you at um, at um, 
no charge. Um, but uh, And lastly, though, Kero, I've never been to Western Australia before. So if there is any district governors out there who'd like me to speak to a conference, if we ever, ever go back to ever having a physical conference before, um, I'd, I'd happily uh, fly out to, to Western Australia. I feel like I've seen more of the United States than I've seen of my own country, which is a great shame. Noted, and hopefully some of our district governors elect will be will be watching. I haven't, I haven't been I haven't been to Adelaide either, but uh, or South Australia, but you know that's the South Australia. <laughs> you can drop in on the way. You can drop in on the way. Hey, Evan, um, that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. The uh, the commentary has has really spoken for itself in terms of what people um, have got out of this afternoon. Uh, you've been going for an hour, and you've been doing an absolutely fabulous job. So, folks, what I'm going to ask you to do now, um, having having unmuted everyone, although the theory is that we've unmuted everyone. Let me just let me just try that again. If you're if you're not unmuted, could you make sure you are? And now, what I'd like you to do, please, is join me in a round of applause for Evan for a fantastic webinar. <laughs> Thank, thank you, thank you all so much. Uh, thank you, Caro, for for setting this up and uh, and giving me the opportunity to to speak to all who would be willing to give up an hour of their time to listen to me. And uh, and I thank you all. And um, you know, um, just two last things, uh, which I, I want to say. Um, a lot of people rubbish the rotary themes. You know, they think it's all. Oh, you know, we shouldn't have a theme and cost this and cost that. Anyway, I think more. There is nothing uh, like I've never heard of a Rotary International theme, which is more important now than ever, was Rotary, this current theme this year is Rotary Connects the World. And it leads directly into next year's themes is um, Rotary Opens Opportunities. So we're connected now and going forward after this horrible coronavirus and wherever it leads, I'm sure there's going to be more opportunities that open doors for us uh, going forward. So uh, I'll never, ever let anyone rubbish another Rotary International theme again. I will defend it until the day I die that I think they are incredibly important um, ways of inspiring us. And uh, certainly uh, Rotary Connecting the World and Rotary Open Opportunities is, uh, is very inspiring to me. So thank you again. Thank you again, Evan. Oh, yes, well, well done. And a quick plug, we do have more Membership Voice webinars coming on a range of topics, uh, including uh, one that we're arranging at the moment with our Rotary International Director-elect that uh, we do want to get a big audience to because there's going to be some very, very important messages there. But more about that one later on. And on that note, good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Whatever Good time night. it is, wherever you are. Good, oh. night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good day, Vincent. Good night, guys. Stay safe. Go the Cowboys.